It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's Producer Steve, uh, Producer Steve, Producer Luke, uh, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, Producer Steve. You need a few more producers. Uh, yes, Wednesday, yeah. uh, okay, hump day, August 2nd. It is hump day. It's also wings day at Hooters restaurants Uh, for to go or dine in. You buy 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free. And uh, so great special to getting together with friends, great hors d'oeuvre. The girls are coming over next Wednesday, so I will be partaking in that then. Uh, They also have great specials Monday through Friday for lunch or for dinner. My favorite for lunch is their fish and chips with their curly fries. Those are pretty darn good. Uh, But Hooters Restaurants is a sponsor of the show. They've been a sponsor for quite some time of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veterans Stories. And how I got to know them, it's a very important story about America, really. It's about freedom and free markets and capitalism. And you can find that at my website at KimMunson.com. Be sure and check out our website. That is KimMunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are... Um, an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, their livelihood, opportunity, or their lives via force. And force can be a weapon. It could be a policy, an unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, or the World Economic Forum, uh, Davos Globalist Elite's agenda. There is quite the list there, Producer Steve. Okay. I got to confess, I was looking out the window and I was kind of daydreaming, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're going to retire, but stay with me here just a little bit longer. (laughs) Like I said the other day, there's (laughs) tired and retired. (laughs) So we've got a lot to talk about here, so I'm going to stay with you. Well, you know, okay. All right. Where was my head? My head was in this story on California, which we'll probably get to in the next segment. And I was thinking, (laughs) how how could I set that up? So. I was really doing ah, uh, show really working show related stuff. I wasn't out in La La Land. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, when you said you were looking out the window, that was a, a thought there. So yes, okay. You keep working on that. How we're going to talk about California is electrocuting their uh, their residents, and so we will talk about that in a moment. This evening, uh, I am I am the um, uh, moderator for a town hall. Uh, the doors open at six o'clock. It is at the Parker Library, and it is a town hall regarding Proposition HH, which uh, Steve Peck, who is the Douglas County GOP chair, was in the other day, and he has uh, 
um, nicknamed it the the highway to hell. And and I think that's going to stick on this Prop HH, uh, which uh, good for him, because that is something that people can remember. Uh, But the uh, will be a panel, uh, Ben Murray, Christy Burton Brown and Toby Domish. And um, uh, I think it'll be important to get information on it. It's being sponsored by the Douglas County GOP. And so you can go to their website and tickets are free, but uh, it would be a good idea to have a ticket because seating is limited. So we would love to have you join us for that this evening. And uh, again, that will begin at um, doors open at six o'clock out at the Parker Library. We had a big day of recording yesterday, Steve. We recorded two different World War II veterans uh, and uh, George Hamilton. We will broadcast his interview this Sunday. Uh, He was in the Navy in the Aleutian Islands, 101 years young, and it is a a great interview. So many these interviews are just filled with these nuggets of wisdom for life as well. And uh, so we will be broadcasting that this Sunday. Very excited about it. It was quite the interview, wasn't it, Steve? Now, this is the, we did too. So this is the George Hamilton you're referring? Yeah, in the Aleutian Islands. (laughs) Did you... And you might have already said this again. I'm I'm still working on this California thing. Uh, the fact that he is 101 years old, yes, and, and his command of his memory, and I mean, I don't think he hesitated for a second. Well, and he's uh, he's still living on his own. He said next week he's going to be moving to a military assisted living uh, facility. And he said, I'm moving because a spot became available. And if you don't take it, it could be a year before he would have that another opportunity. But at 101 years old, he's still living on his own, if you can believe it. And again, it is it is just pure gold. He talks about his faith, his relationship with Christ, uh, just it's just it's just gold. One thing he did say, and I will tell. And so they're in Lucian Islands. The the seas are very, uh, you know, very restless. And he said at one point in time, the ship went over. Uh, to 57 degrees. If they would have gone one more degree, uh, they would have gone on over. And he said that one time I think they got hit with a 40 or 50 foot wave. I mean, it's, and the temperatures were terrible. I mean, it's, it's so interesting to hear history from people that were living it. And that's why the show is so cool. It's just cool. Can we talk about the second interview too? Or is it, you want to wait till next week? Well, why don't maybe let's tease that next week? What do you think? All right, all right. Well, okay, uh, go ahead. Say what you were going to well, say. Well, the contrast. Uh, the the uh, second interview with a gentleman by the name of Bill Becker, uh, part of the car- uh, Operation Carpetbagger. If you know anything about the war in Europe, now all these uh, Medal of Honor winners that you are. Uh, uh, not, they don't win it, recipients. Darn, darn it. Yeah, why, why? I, of all people, should not fall for that. But we, Everybody, I will, I, let me give you some grace on that. It, everybody does. But so I've had to really learn. That it, it's not something you win. You are awarded uh, the Medal of Honor because of the actions you took. But a lot of people don't understand that. And it took me a while to do that as well. So uh, giving you lots of grace on that, Steve. If you want to see how that works in terms of the Medal of Honor, uh, the movie Courage Under Fire will walk you through how that award is researched and, and how it is is given to the recipients, not only the living, but the posthumous ones as well. Anyway, Bill Becker, these guys that we are highlighting uh, as Medal of uh, Honor recipients, most of their stories are 
across an open field or through the woods, you shoot at me, I shoot at you. Bill Becker was in a different kind of war. And, and maybe we'll, that, we'll leave it right there because yeah, we'll it is astonishing. Yes, we will leave that as a cliffhanger. I think that's a good idea. But again, uh, it is just a real gift to get to do these shows. Uh, so let's get over here to the word of the day. And it is opacity, which is a noun. And it could be the quality or state of being opaque, the quality or state of being mentally obtuse, the quality or state of a body that makes it impervious to the rays of light. And so I said the opacity of the new charges indicting President Trump would make any banana republic proud. What do you think of that, Steve? That's well done. Good job. <laughs> uh, yes, we'll talk about that in the next segment as well. Let's get over here to the quote of the day. And this is from uh, the Medal of Honor uh, quote book that's been published by the Center for American Values. The Center for American Values is located in Pueblo, Colorado. Co-founders are Drew Dix, uh, Medal of Honor recipient for actions he took during the Tet Offensive in the Vietnam War, and Brad Padula, who is an Emmy uh, um Nominated. I need to check that out. Uh, but anyway, uh, just an excellent document, um, documentary um, filmmaker. And the two of them got together and said, we need to um, make sure that we honor these guys, keep these stories alive. So they have these portraits of valor with all of these quotes from Medal of Honor recipients. But then it's like, how do we do that? We need to educate the next generation on these these uh, values of these Medal of Honor recipients of honor, integrity, and patriotism. So to to keep that alive, they have these educational programs for educators, and uh, they're they're developing a great program online as well. To get more information, go to AmericanValueCenters.org. That is AmericanValueCenter.org. But uh, again, the story, and I was not able to find the citation, the written citation. There is a video of the citation, so I I ended up going to the story of this this um, this Medal of Honor recipient, Russell E. Dunham, and it's so interesting. I thought I just I wanted to share this with you. It's from War History Online, by Jeff Edwards, and it says typically the actions for which a man is awarded the Medal of Honor are the most exciting and frightening of his military career. For Russell Dunham, it was crawling up a snow-covered hill using a white mattress cover as camouflage to destroy three German machine gun nests single-handedly, saving the lives of over 120 men. Dunham's selfless and gallant act led to the Medal of Honor. However, as far as fascinating war stories go, Dunham was not finished yet. Having been captured just weeks after hiding in a sauerkraut barrel, Dunham was quietly plotting his escape. When the opportunity presented itself, Dunham shot his captor, ran into the frozen woods, and raced towards American lines amid a flurry of German activity. It was only upon his return to his unit that he discovered he had been put up for the nation's highest military honor. He would go home with not one but two inexplicable stories for the history of the Word of Chronicle. Russell Dunham was born in 1920 in Illinois and spent the majority of his youth traveling from one place to another. His mother died when he was seven years old and his father was very hard on him as they fought to survive through the Great Depression. At age 16, Dunham left home to live with his brother in St. Louis and began the process of fending for himself. By 1940, with work hard to find, he joined the Army with his brother and a friend. Knowing that war was on the way, they felt a, a responsibility to do their duty as much as to put food in their stomachs. In late 1942, Dunham and his brother were heading out to North Africa with the 3rd Infantry Division. Uh, 
to say that Dunham was suited for fighting is an understatement. He was to exit the war not only with the Medal of Honor, but a silver star, a bronze star, and a Croix de Greer to go along with it. Following fighting in North Africa, he and his brother were sent to Italy, seeing plenty of action in the brutal campaign up the Italian peninsula. By the time Dunham was set foot in France, he was proven a a hardened combat veteran. On January 8, 1945, Dunham was with his platoon on a snow-covered hill near Kaysburg, France. They were pinned down by three enemy machine gun nests firing from the top of a snowy hill. Having been issued with the white mattress covers for camouflage in the snow, Dunham said a quick prayer, God give me this day, and crept up the hill under heavy machine gun fire. Crawling over 75 yards, Dunham reached his target and threw a hand grenade, killing two Germans and stunning a third. Having been instructed to take prisoners for interrogation, Dunham reached into the bunker, grabbed the German by the collar, and tossed him down the hill towards the rest of his platoon. He then set out for the second machine gun nest, but a bullet tore through his back, sending him rolling 20 yards down the hill. However, he leaped back to his feet and resumed the charge, launching a grenade into the nest, killing the occupants. Noticing a grenade landing at his feet, (laughs) Dunham kicked it away without a second thought and charged the third nest. He blew that one up as well, and when a German fired at him at point-blank range and missed, Dunham killed his ninth German of the day. Dunham's brother Ralph, who had fought beside him throughout the war, took out the fourth machine gun nest. Dunham would later muse that that back at the base, the rest of the unit was asking what all the shooting was about, and only to be told the Dunham brothers were on the loose again. Insisting on returning to his unit before his wounds had fully healed, Dunham was part of an ill-fated attack on the town of Halsfer. Unaware of the presence of German tanks, Dunham's company was surrounded and most had to surrender. With quick thinking, Dunham jumped through a window and hid inside a sauerkraut barrel near a barn for the duration of the night. Unfortunately, when he stepped out to relieve himself on the next day, two German soldiers captured him. As they searched him, they came across his cigarettes and began to argue over who would get them. In doing so, they missed his concealed shoulder pistol. The Germans then placed Dunham in a jeep and headed for the German lines. However, on the way, they pulled up at a bar. When one of the Germans went inside, Dunham shot the other German in the head, and then he headed into the frozen woods for what would be a three-day journey back to the friendly lines. Moving at night towards the direction of friendly fire, Dunham was severely frostbitten and in need of medical attention when he reached American lines. He returned to his unit in Germany after a period of recuperation, but the hard-charging Dunham brothers never saw combat again. After the war, Dunham worked for, uh, for the Veterans Administration and eventually passed on at the age of 89. While his accolades certainly outweighed those of his brother, the two men went down in history as a powerful fighting duo worthy of remembrance. Steve, I know that that is a lot to take in, but my gosh, if you think that you have a bad day at work, just think what he did. Well, not to make light of anything that was just said there, but any time spent in a sauerkraut barrel, whether it, whether it has sauerkraut in it or not, that that would be a tough thing because you know it's not necessarily breathable air. Right, uh, right, and um, yes, so quite the story. And this is what he said: He said, "Don't hesitate to serve your country. Your freedom depends on it." And I really think that we can correlate that to today in this battle of ideas that we are engaging in. And that is, is that we must serve our country. We must engage in the battle of ideas so that people understand what is happening to our country. 
uh, because our freedom does depend on that. And we have these very serious conversations because of really great sponsors. And one of those great sponsors is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And Roger has been serving our community for 47 years. He's been serving his customers, providing for his family, and giving back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, Green- Greenwood Village, and Castle Rock. For help with your insurance needs, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight. First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, did want to mention uh, Dr. James Lyons Weiler's, his uh, great courses at IPAC-EDU. They are preparing for the fall semester and you can go to IPAC that's IPAK-EDU.org to see the course offerings and uh, what he is doing is he is matching up uh, excellent instructors with those that are intellectually curious at a very uh, low tuition rate uh, so that we can again understand these issues and get our brains around these ideas and uh, again go to IPAC-EDU to check that out. Uh, first headline um, obviously new indictments uh, on President Trump and uh, again not uh, I guess not any surprise but uh, one of the evening shows last night was saying it's it's, it's a kind of a tit for tat. Uh, something comes uh, more allegations um, regarding Hunter Biden, and then the next thing you know, there is an indictment on uh, President Trump. And so, it, it what I think is occurring is it's again trying to cloud these issues, confuse people, overwhelm them, so that they are not paying attention to what is really happening. Because these things that uh, Hunter Biden and um, and uh, the Biden family, what what they have have done is pretty serious. So I really think that the media is trying to trying to cloud this producer Steve. So uh, new indictments for against President Trump, and um, they they seem pretty ambiguous to me. But I think the real headline that they want to get is uh, these new indictments out there. So that's uh, some of the big news. Anything you wanted to say on that, producer Steve? 
I'm thinking that the Democrat side of this, uh, they're, they're, they've got a hold of a big stick and it's burning on both ends. Uh, yes. What's going on with Biden, you know, is, is uh, you know, they're desperate to keep that thing. Well, maybe that's the end of the stick they want to keep burning. And again, the distraction factor then is, you know, let, let's have everybody look over here at what Trump's doing. But why are they doing that? It's like they, they got to do everything they can to keep him from running again and, and you know, quite possibly, you know, taking back the presidency. I mean, right. some may say, oh, that's really far-fetched, but the polls certainly are, are, are they, they cannot be ignored. Something's happening here. Right. So these tr- these charges, uh, conspiracy to defraud the United States uh, was one, conspiracy to cor- corruptly obstruct and impede the January 6th proceedings. Well, remember the January 6th proceedings, that was really more of um, of uh, theater. And then a conspiracy against the right to vote and have one's votes counted. This is really important to think about, my friends, because as we look at election manipulation, and certainly we can here in Colorado look at legal election manipulation, and that is the fact that our voter rolls are bloated and they are dirty. And no one on the Democrat side or the Republican operative consulting class uh, has uh, done anything to clean those up. And when those things are not cleaned up, those Ballots are out there flying all over the state. What that means is, is those ballots could somehow be voted. And, of course, there's the the question of the machines being able to, the um, tallying machines being uh, connected to the Internet. But that I'm just talking about all these ballots that we know are out there. And uh, if, if even one of those is cast illegally, uh, then that is actually negating one's legal vote. And so I think this all may come back to bite them, but uh, we'll have to see. But a conspiracy against the right to vote and to have one's vote counted. And uh, so, again, these are pretty ambiguous and big charges. And, uh, again, it seems very political. There seems to be some real proof regarding Hunter Biden. And then you'll see another indictment. In fact, Steve, I think you sent it over to me the other day that the, that, uh, the next in- indictment might be that, um, that President Trump uh, actually removed a mattress tag in 1997 from a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be a big one. Tough to ignore that. It is. But let's get over here to the the uh, article that you have been pondering, and that is California. And this is from Forbes. It says, California is electrocuting taxpayers. And it's by Forbes, Steve Forbes and the Forbes staff. And it says, California is implementing a shocking new income redistribution scheme. Even though California is one of the most highly taxed states in the country, millions of its residents are in for a fresh jolt. There will soon be a sizable new charge on their electricity bills based on their income. You read that right. Astoundingly, a big part of utility bills in the now tarnished Golden State will be determined not only by the amount of electricity consumed, but also by how much money one earns. 
That's a new income tax, and it's combined with a novel income redistribution plan. The legislature passed this monstrosity a year ago, and the state's three large utilities are working with the Public Utilities Commission to implement it. So here you have big government and big uh, big business uh, instead of the, these utilities pushing back and saying, oh, no, we, we our job is to bro- provide a product. People will decide uh, how much of our product that they are going to use. They pay for that product, and that's what that's supposed to be. But, I mean, gosh, think about this. I, I hadn't even thought about this, Steve. The, the whole push to get people into electric cars so they're using more energy for their or more power for their electric cars and now they're going to be charged more for that but meanwhile down at the border there's all these people coming in that will be receiving free services that all of the hard working people of Colorado or uh, of California ooh, that was a freudian slip uh, because Colorado likes to be like California uh, coming in so i know you want to comment on this your thoughts well, I just, the absurdity and the illogical aspects of it all. California is the, the 31st state admitted to the union, and they have, I mean, ever since they've been a state, they're leading the country in a, a number of different ways, none of them really good. And uh, I just, looking at this and saying, you're already leading the nation in, you know, by the Census uh, Bureau of Statistics. You are leading the nation in, in the number of people exiting your state, and yet you pull things like this out of a hat, and it just seems like you're going to exacerbate this. And you know, after a while, the the population numbers for the state are going to fall so far, and also those income-generating people, tax-generating people, where does this stop? Well, and we need to make sure that we stop. There's uh, obviously all these questions about who is going to uh, have the Democrat nomination in 2024. Of course, the Democrats do not want RFK Jr., uh, but uh, Biden, is he going to run again? Kamala Harris? Uh, boy, both those could be concerning. So you, then you hear the name Gavin Newsom, uh, the governor of California, being floated around. This is This is communist Marxism. Uh, on doing this. You go to the Communist Man- Manifesto and um, a, a, a high income tax, um, progressive income tax, and, and progressive, there's nothing progressive about that. What that means is, is the more money that you make, uh, the more taxes you will have to pay in, which that is also unfair as well. And so this is this is straight out of the Communist Manifesto. And uh, it's it's heartbreaking. California is such a beautiful state. They are running it into the ground. But uh, here in in Colorado, uh, because of uh, really the the Republican operative consultant class and the radical activist Democrats working together, we're running Colorado into the ground as well. And there are so many good people out there that really want to reclaim Colorado. And uh, so it's a big fight that's occurring right now. And we're going to have a conversation about that here in just a moment. But I wanted to mention my sponsors. I know each and every one of these sponsors. And when you are looking to um, use goods or services that my sponsors provide, giving them your business, A, you are working with great people who strive for excellence, and B, you are helping the show. And uh, so be sure and check out my great sponsors. One of those is Karen Levine. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. 
Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. It is KimMunson.com. Check out our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Um, we are in trouble here in Colorado. As I look at this state that um, I've been here a long time. I love this state. But the state that I loved is in big trouble. First of all, you look at crime. Um, uh, Colorado is um, number one or has been number one in car thefts and bank robberies. Uh, and you look at education. Uh, our third graders, um, many of them cannot read and write and do arithmetic. Uh, but yet we see that th- there is a radical activist trans movement that is very active in many school districts. And uh, we've also seen legislation that has passed that kids 12 years and older can actually, um, without their parents' permission, take psychotropic drugs. We see then also uh, community health centers being put onto uh, school campuses. And again, you can connect that to some of the trans activist movement on that. So a lot to be concerned there. Inflation. Families are hurting. They're trying to to make sure that they can make ends meet. But because of government-induced inflation, it's more and more difficult for them. Illegal aliens that are just coming up, I-25 from the border. And uh, I've heard stories of uh, different hotels down in the the, uh, Denver proper uh, where there's a number of young, it looks like young fighting age men that are being housed there. Uh, Our oil and gas industry is really under attack here in Colorado from a regulatory component. And then uh, homelessness. Uh, I I mean, my gosh, um, you you go downtown and even in the suburbs, you see all the the tragedy of homelessness. And the reason is, is because uh, the uh, politicians and bureaucrats and interest parties are not going to solve that problem because they are living off of so much money going into that particular uh, challenge And then our elections here in Colorado, uh, we cannot really trust our elections because we've not cleaned up our voter rolls. We don't know, um, you know, actually, uh, you know, who's voting. Or, uh, and uh, so our elections are, I'm not sure that they're, I don't think they're free, fair and honest. So we've got big 
problems here in Colorado. And I submit to you it's been because the Republican operative consultant class has been in bed with the radical activist Democrats. Meanwhile, the big broad middle of blue dog Democrats, unaffiliated libertarians, conservatives, Republicans, we're looking at this going, what's going on with our state? And so I wanted to talk with Todd Watkins about that. He's a vice chair of the El Paso County GOP and a former uh, U.S. border agent. Todd Watkins, welcome to the show. Hey, Kim. Good morning. And I want to compliment your World War II project. I I think that is absolutely incredible and a very important uh, mission that, that you've undertaken with that. It is, I tell you, uh, Todd, it is just, it's my honor. And uh, I went to Normandy in 2016 with a group that accompanied four D-Day veterans to Normandy, France. And being with those guys that had been on the uh, on Omaha Beach on D-Day, it changed my life. And so it's just an honor to get to tell these stories, not only of our World War II veterans, but of our veterans from our other uh, conflicts as well. But thank you. I, I do greatly appreciate that. And um, before we get into all this other stuff that I just talked about, uh, I saw Sound of Freedom this last weekend. And it's riveting, obviously. It's about child um, sex trafficking um, in Central America, but it's it's occurring here. There seems to be real demand from Americans for that. Uh, and gosh, I think the number was like 85,000 kids came across the border last year, maybe, uh, or I don't know if that's total, but they've disappeared. We don't know where they are. There's nothing compassionate about that at all, Todd. That's right. It's 85,000. I I don't want to say it's over the last year. It it may extend, that number may have been begun uh, prior to to the Biden administration taking over. But what what it essentially is that uh, these minor alien children, not all of them, I don't think, were unaccompanied. I believe some were considered part of family units. But uh, once they leave, you know, Border Patrol custody, it's a Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Resettlement. It's supposed to house them, place them with sponsors or reunite them with family. And uh, they, of course, are given court dates because they, there's an immigration case ongoing. And there has been no uh, contact with the child sponsor or family since they were since they left U- U.S. government uh, uh, custody or care. They're they're now out in the uh, general population of the United States. No one knows where they are. Phone phone calls aren't answered, and the. Uh, the Biden administration has actually placed a, a, a rather restrictive policy on uh, on ICE, which is uh, the agent who's featured in that uh, Sound of Freedom. He was a former HSI agent. They cannot make contact with the sponsors or families because it's intimidation. Because here's the immigration, uh, you know, La Migra is, is coming knocking at the door. So I, it's it's by design. I'll just say it. <laughs> Absolutely by design. <clears throat> and the, <clears throat> excuse me, the great thing about Sound of Freedom is shedding light on this. But my friends, we need to protect the children of America, but we also need to protect the children of the world. And uh, this, uh, the idea that uh, there are 85,000 kids that have come in across the border and we don't know where they are is absolutely um 
irresponsible and uncompassionate and um, it's unbelievable. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. But Todd, Colorado is in trouble. I just went down the list. Crime, education, inflation, illegal immigration, our oil and gas industry is under attack, homelessness and election uh, elections that we can trust. And there are grassroots uh, people uh, that have gotten active, gotten to a point where we understand what is going on. And there's this big question right now regarding the uh, whether or not the Republicans should opt out of these open primaries. And when I did the promotion for the show, and, and I think maybe it was you who had mentioned this to me, and it, it made so much sense. It's like, should we have the Kansas City Chiefs select the Denver Broncos players at the NFL draft? Or the Detroit Red Wings recruit players for the Colorado Avalanche? Or the Miami Heat draft players for the Denver Nuggets? I think most people would say, that's those are really dumb ideas. But that's exactly what is happening now with these open primaries, from what I can see. What's your thoughts? I, I I would uh, tend to agree with you because I'm probably the one that made that analogy. Uh, same with the, say if the the Catholic Church was electing a new pope and they had to you know to let the uh, Latter Day Saints or you know the Baptists come into the to the enclave and uh, select a new pope, it's probably not going to turn out the way that that private organization wanted it. And that's that's the first thing to understand is political parties, believe it or not are not government organizations. They're private organizations and protected by the First Amendment. Well, and so th- tell us what's what's happening. What's this timeline? And because uh, yesterday, a guy who I really liked, uh, well, maybe it wasn't yesterday, it was July 30th, uh, John Caldera had a piece in the Denver Gazette that was uh, really, he was advocating for keeping this uh, open primary and um, I, I was actually a little surprised by that. But this, the argument out there is, is that if we don't let all of the unaffiliateds uh, and um, have the opportunity to vote in the Republican pro- or the Democrat primary, they would make a choice, then it would disenfranchise them. I, I, I really think a lot of people are not paying attention to those uh, particular candidates. And so I, I find that just kind of a really interesting argument, but I've heard it uh, many times. I heard it from uh, other people that consider themselves conservative when uh, the uh, vote for the open primary was on the ballot. So what's your thoughts? Well, Colorado's only had an open primary since 2018. So prior to that, I, I don't believe there were these hyperbolic cries of disenfranchisement. So first of all, let's let's back up. Would Can we agree that a primary election is actually a candidate nomination process for the, the parties who are involved in that? Agreed. It's not, it's not a popular election. This isn't a matter of universal suffrage. There's still going to be a general election whereby, you know, the, that, that then becomes a popular election. And you could apply the standards of general suffrage to a general election. And no one is saying that the unaffiliateds aren't allowed to vote in a general election. The primary race is to elect, to nominate a candidate for that that party. Um, the open primary only applies to the Republican Democrat parties also. Just put that out there. None of the other parties are subject to that. 
So <clears throat> it's a candidate nom- nomination process. In 2000, the Supreme Court uh, made a ruling in a California case of, of, of all places. The California Democrat Party versus Jones is the case. Determined that a compulsory primary election is unconstitutional under the First Amendment, the principle of freedom of association, which gets back to that analogy of the, you know, uh, opposing football teams choosing players, where a a private organization like a political party cannot be compelled, forced by the government to allow non-members to be involved in a decision-making process, in particular nominating a process a candidate to a general ballot, the, those nominees are not filling public office. That then goes to the public or popular election during the general, where the candidate of all the various parties is elected into a public position, a policy-making decision. So what Colorado did with uh, Prop 108, which is funded by some of the uh, you know, cabal people that you're that you're talking about, they're trying to rig elections to their their way around the unconstitutionality of a compulsory open primary was to say, well, the the parties affected by this, which is the Republican and Democrat parties that well, you're not it's not compulsory. You can opt out of it. You can get out of it. And this, the relevant statute here is uh uh, 1-4-702 of the Colorado Revised Statutes, which says that you can get out of the open primary and nominate your candidates through the assembly or convention process, depending whichever one is appropriate given the time, uh, if only a mere three-fourths of your entire central committee <laughs> agree to remove their party from that process. Uh it's impossible. You can't even get 75% of the committee to show up, let alone agree on something to the tune of 75%. So it's an unreasonable, almost impossible standard to uh, to impose with knowing that you'll never get there. So it's it's the illusion of an option, the illusion of a choice. And it's also important to understand that the three-fourths is predicated on the denominator of the entire voting body, whether they're present or not. So if it's say in a body of 100, and our, 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 our central committee body is much larger than 100, but 100 for easy, easy math, um, if uh, 76, or, yeah, if 26 people don't show up to that meeting, then the measure is lost even if 100% of the 74 remaining vote unanimously for it. Okay. <clears throat> so again, uh, I, I, I talk about the radical activist Democrats playing long ball, but clearly the way this whole thing was written is long ball as well. It was, again, an illusion that there would be an out regarding this open primary because uh, those that had written the um, ballot question, if I'm getting this correct, had realized that uh, the ruling in California back into regarding California back in 2000 was ruled unconstitutional. So there was this jujitsu uh, of this. And, and so uh, really making it look like it is impossible. And I, I think an important dot to connect here is that one of the Republican operatives that 
is um, so against this opt-out actually has a petition-gathering firm. And so, guys, mm-hmm. if you could get rid of the assembly process... Uh, and I really think we should have both. I don't want to get rid of the petitioning. I think that we should have both. But if you get rid of the assembly process, which is where everyday people um, that are understanding the issues can get their name on the ballot, and then you've got those over there that and the, the name of the group is Blitz Canvassing. Uh, and, and they would use, and it's very expensive. And so that the petition component of it really makes it a rich man or woman's game. But guys, if you could get rid of the assembly process and the only way that people could get onto the ballot would be via the petition process, uh, my, that, that creates more business for this particular Republican operative. And yeah, as we but, look at go ahead. Oh, I was just agreeing with you. You're absolutely correct. Um, to, to the petition, though, because of the strictures of that statute that I cited, 14702, you cannot have a petition because the law uh, specifically uh, constrains the party that elects to to get out of the primary to do it through assembly. Now, we've got we've got a, a plan for what this assembly would look like so that it's not uh, just a couple of thousand Republicans doing this in in the uh, the confines of the assembly, but opening it up to the Republican electorate writ large. But there is nothing to petition onto since we've removed ourselves or we would be removing ourselves from a state of Colorado run uh, primary election. So right now, when when a, a candidate petitions onto the ballot, they're petitioning onto a primary ballot. Well, there wouldn't be a Republican primary ballot to petition onto. Thus, the lawsuit, which was filed yesterday, would bring that back because that would then ostensibly close the primary through a you know judicial or legal process, and it would it would uh, encumber both the Republican and Democrat. But if if then the primaries are then closed and only Democrats can vote for the Democrat candidate, Republicans can vote for the Republican candidate. That petition pathway would. Uh, hypothetically theoretically be restored interesting okay i know this is complicated but it is super important because uh what has happened is uh in and i don't know what to call it exactly but from as i am connecting these dots uh it it really seems that the republican operative consultant class which continues to make money even though we uh, and, and what they're doing is they are are really milking the donors but putting money in their pocket and losing elections. I mean, that's what's happened, and that's why Colorado's where we at, where we're at, Todd. So, and there are data that point to exactly what you're saying. So, since Prop 108, that's the the, the ballot measure that opened the primaries, since that passed in 2016 to basically the present day. Um, Unaffiliated voter registration has increased 134%. So obviously very lucrative to not affiliate with a a party so that you can choose Republican or Democrat ballot that Jenna will mail out uh, for for the primary, for the open primary races. But when you you look at the the way that data plays out as far as performance in an election, the uh, the Unaffiliated voter block 
trends to the Democrat ballot in the primary and then in the it, it but it it's diminishing returns when you get to the general election. So they're picking the Republican ballot in the primary and then turning to the Democrat candidate in the general. So this the the, the logical conclusion is they're skewing the election and then Absolutely. putting the Democrat in office. And this is why we've we've lost, uh, you know, a footprint in Colorado uh, governance. Okay, we're going to continue this conversation. This is such an important conversation, and we have these because of sponsors like Lauren Levy. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move. Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Springtown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well, and that comes from the sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commissions from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and a Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you to be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Todd Watkins. He is a vice chair at uh, in the El Paso County GOP as well as a former border agent. And um, we're talking about uh, the opting out of this open primary. And uh, there's a lot of, I think, misinformation out there about it. But uh, what I see is, and I really liked it when we had both the petition process and the assembly process. But we are seeing that Republican consultant operatives want to get rid of the assembly process now that everyday grassroots people have understood how, how that the whole thing works and have put forth candidates uh, to reclaim, I would say, Colorado. Uh, so now we've got this big question. The Central Committee is the one that will make this decision for the Republican Party. And uh, when is that meeting? What's what's this timeline look like, uh, Todd Watkins? 
So the uh, the opt out vote will happen on September thirtieth. Okay. And I've heard this initially. Somebody said, "Did you know that the Republicans are going to uh, pass something that says that if somebody is not in attendance, then it, it is an automatic yes vote?" And you're seeing even some of, and I'm surprised again by um, some people who I really respect are saying they're they're uh, equating this to Nazi Germany. I mean, I, I find that hard to believe. How would you address that? So to, to prove that I was listening to you earlier this morning before I came on, the opacity of their argument is telling. <laughs> it is d- designed for hyperbole, fear-mongering. It's, it's a bit of a Sal Alinsky kind of tactic. They're painting us with uh, uh, you know, these, these caustic pejoratives to vilify their opponents. So, okay, that's fine. So where was their moral outrage then? Where was the gnashing of teeth and beating of breasts when the state says that it's a no if you don't cast a vote? You must come and affirmatively cast a yes vote. Any absentees, abstentions, or just refusals to vote or spoiled ballots are tallied against the whole because it's based on the denominator of 75%. That's immovable. We can't excuse anybody. The The vote is not tallied based on the members present in voting. It's whether you're there or not. So they're an automatic no right now. So what what this Bonniewell Amendment or Amendment 7 uh, proposes to do is essentially uh, using a little bit of self-governance that the parties are afforded by statute to to uh, have authority over their internal workings and machinations because we're private organizations and say that in order to vote no, you must affirmatively attend, send a proxy and cast that ballot. Um, It's also really important to understand that the body of the central committee, we're, we're elected by our constituents in the party back in our counties. This is not a general election. This is not uh, universal suffrage of, of the party. We're elected to to represent our county constituencies. There's a duty, a responsibility to attend this meeting and represent your constituencies, whether you're uh, a chair vice chairman or you're a bonus member. There are several counties that have bonus members that make up this body. So this idea that, well, we can't get there, we don't want to go, it's hard to do this. If you can't do the work, don't ask for the job. It's really that simple. But I don't think it's unreasonable for a party to determine itself how that membership is collected since the state forced the issue. The state imposed an unreasonable, unconstitutional standard on the party to determine itself based on the entire membership. That wasn't our idea. That was the state of Colorado who did that. And so, well, when we say state of Colorado, was that through the Prop 108, or, or did the state determine yeah. that? Well, the Prop 108, but it's state statute that enforces Got it. it. Got it. But, but and, that was and, written into the ballot question then. Yeah, it, it, it was. I don't know how well that was communicated while voters were considering whether to vote for or against. Oh, I, I, it was probably deep within the ballot question because many times these questions have, you know, multiple 
pages uh, that are supporting that. That's why I do my voter's guide uh, to help people have all that information so they can make an informed vote. And we, we want informed voters. And that is what you really have with your assembly process is informed voters. So we've got about 30 seconds left. Todd Watkins, final thought you'd like to leave with everyone. You know, the assembly, the caucus and assembly process that Colorado has is unique among the 50 states. Uh, There aren't many states that that do it like that, but the Constitution guaranteed each state a Republican form of government. I submit to you that the caucus and assembly process is the most Republican form of government, Republican little r, uh, form of government that you could imagine. So it should be preserved and it should be respected. Absolutely. Todd, we'll, uh, I want to keep people informed on this because uh, I want to get to the bottom of it so that people know the truth. So Todd Watkins, former border agent, also vice chair uh, at the El Paso County GOP, thank you so much. Thanks, Kim. And uh, before we get to the uh, quote for the end of the show, I did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation, and uh, they are raising money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial. And it is so important that we honor those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for our freedom. And you can help them by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org. And so it segues beautifully into the quote for the end of the show from Mark Twain, who said, patriotism is supporting your country all of the time and your government when it deserves it. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. This great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry. But tell them if I don't survive. Views and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show. Analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued.
valued? Do you have purpose today? Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with, producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, producer Steve. Hump day. It truly is hump day. And uh, so much to talk about. Our word of the day is opacity. And uh, let me get over here to, I got all this. Um, Here we go. The quality, it's a noun. The quality or state of being opaque. Number two, the quality or state of being mentally obtuse. Number three, the quality or state of a body that makes it impervious to the rays of light. The sentence that I created was the opacity of the new charges indicting President Trump would make any banana republic proud. And again, the word of the day is opacity. And next thing, uh, quote of the day. Thinking of banana republics all around the world applauding us. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not something to be excited about, that's for sure. Um, Lots to talk about here on the text line, some really excellent thoughts, and I'd like to try to get to some of those. Uh, But our quote of the day is from Russell E. Dunham, United States Army Medal of Honor recipient, born 1920, died 2009. And uh, I'm taking these quotes from this fabulous book that I would recommend that each of you get from the Center for American Values. Go to AmericanValuesCenter.org and uh, you can order it there. And I I would highly recommend that you have it in your, your Freedom Library, a hard copy. You need to have hard copies of some of these really important books. And the Center for American Values is focusing on keeping these uh, stories alive of our Medal of Honor recipients, as well as then those things that made those guys tick of honor, integrity, and patriotism to teach that to our next generations. So Drew Dix and Brad Padula are doing amazing work with their whole team at the Center for American Values, and you can find that uh, find them at AmericanValueCenter.org. And the quote from Russell E. Dunham, United States Army Medal of Honor recipient, don't hesitate to serve your country. Your freedom depends on that. And I wanted to get to a text message from Mark. He said the phrase serving your country is more meaningful when you realize it is really serving your fellow American. I love that from Mark and Black Forest. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, A lot's coming in on the text line regarding the conversation with uh, Todd Watkins. Uh, He is a vice chair at the El Paso County GOP, also a former border agent. And um, let's see, the first thing here is, it says uh, from one of our listeners, it says, being born and raised in a banana republic, closed primaries is communism. And that kind of takes my breath away. And the, our listener goes ahead and says, I'm, I'm not sure I buy this argument. The candidates for the GOP were not true conservatives and far from electable. The mayor race in Colorado Springs depicts that. Yemi beat Williams, a handful of GOP candidates versus one Democrat. So, boy, this brings up uh, new questions here. Uh, the, I mean, I really would like to have in Colorado the system that we used to have, and that is, is that candidates could both petition on and go through the assembly process. But what I have deduced that has been happening is the Republican operative consultant class has gotten into bed with the radical Democrats and uh, have really tried to 
um, prevent real conservatives from getting onto the ballot. And that's what we saw with this last election. And it was all under under this guise of as the electable candidates. The the argument out there was is these candidates that came through through the assembly process were not electable, that these other ones were. But as I've been looking at the campaign finance reports, is once again the Republican operatives made a lot of money on these these candidates and these campaigns that didn't win. But my friends, meanwhile, back at the ranch, crime is rampant here. Our education system has great challenges. Uh, People are being hurt by inflation. Illegals are coming up I-25 to Denver from the border. Our oil and gas industry, uh, which provides reliable, efficient, affordable, and, and abundant energy, is under regulatory attack. Homelessness, just drive around. Uh, it's not uh, that the issue's not being solved. It's increasing. Uh, our elections are not uh, free, honest, and transparent. And so we need to be electing people that will be focusing on these issues because these are the issues that really affect uh, the people of Colorado. So we need to make sure that we you know, that we are talking about that. Uh, show comes to you because uh, of a lot of great sponsors. And one of those I love is Jansen Photography. And we just uh, recently had gotten our new um, uh, marketing brochure. And Jansen Photography did all the photos for that and just did a beautiful job. And they specialize in family portraits, in uh, senior portraits, which you need to be making your appointment for your senior student for those, because those yearbook, those will be due for the yearbook soon. Um, portraits of children, and then my friends, uh, your important headshot for your political or your business career. So that website is jansenphotography.com, jansenphotography.com. And producer Steve, I, I'm hoping we get to talk with Lauren Levy. Is he on the line yet? He certainly is. Lauren Levy is uh, a sponsor of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veterans Story. He's been a great sponsor of the show. He's an expert in the mortgage arena, and I love the fact that he works with a number of different lenders so that he has all kinds of different options for you. Uh, Lauren Levy, welcome. Hey, good morning, Kim. Hey, first I have to let you know, if you didn't hear the f- the first hour, that we recorded two America's Veteran Story shows. And this one for this Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock, which you are a sponsor, is... Um, uh, it was with George Hamilton. He's 101 years old, and he was in the Navy uh, in the Aleutian Islands in World War II. It is fascinating, and I thank you for sponsoring this to bring these stories alive. Well, that's great. Yeah, as we always say, it's, we've got to capture these guys now while we oh, still at- can, so that's, that's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. But let's talk about mortgages, reverse mortgages. Um, last week, the Fed increased the rates again, which um, I just seems like they're trying to destroy our economy from what I can see. But but I know there's creativity and innovation that reacts to that. So what are you seeing? Yeah, there are. There's still, you know, people buying homes. There's uh, rates of, are ever so slightly creeping up. You know, they've been doing that since the Fed meeting. Um, so they're not, you know, they're not amazing rates. But there are creativity, like you say. I have a as an, I like to use anecdotal evidence. I have a couple that's young that's not looking at a home. And so what they're going to do probably is do what's called a buy-down, a temporary buy-down on their rate, where you negotiate with the seller. And let's say the rate is 7.5. You can buy down to 5.5 for the first year. Then it goes to 6.5 the second year, and then back to the 7.5 in the third and year going forward. 
with the hope being that at some point we get some relief and rates drop within the first two years where they can refinance down off of that seven and a half and hopefully never have to deal with it. So that's an example of the creativity that's coming to the market. There's a lot of that, um, and it's helping people, you know, buy homes and not have to get stuck necessarily right away with these higher rates. Okay, so that's important to know. Um, I had been thinking about these reverse mortgages, which we've also talked about. The fact mm-hmm. that home values have remained high, which uh, from when we're looking at our, our tax bill, I'm concerned about that, but we'll put that over there on a different shelf. The fact that they have remained high, if somebody is age 62 or older and they still have a mortgage on their home, but they take out a reverse mortgage, do they still have to make that first mortgage payment, or how does that work? No, the, one of the rules of a reverse, reverse is it, it will be the only lien on the house. So it will come in and pay off whatever liens are existing, So meaning it'll get rid of that first mortgage and pay it off and uh, go into first lien position on its own. So that's one of the reasons, one of the big benefits of doing a reverse is that you eliminate payments. You go to a a mortgage where you no longer have any payments at all, and you can actually get money. And that's what we use reverses for. Well, and people are starting to look at this. And you'd mentioned last week when you were in uh, in the um, studio that you had someone that was really looking at uh, kind of an investment strategy. I think you had another uh, person you were working with that was going to want to buy a second home. I mean, people are using this excess not excess, but this additional equity, and and again, working with a professional, uh, there's some really interesting strategies on how to potentially leverage this for the benefit of oneself and their families. Yes, there really are. There's a lot of a lot of different options with these things. You know, it started out with the number one option being a woman I'm trying to help now, who is afraid she's going to lose her home because she does have a mortgage payment and inflation is really pinching her. And she's afraid that with whatever bills are coming in and everything, she's going to have to move out of her condo. And what we're trying to do is just come in and get rid of her first mortgage and alleviate that pressure and get her some additional income. That's the standard, normal way of doing a reverse. But there are a lot of ways via life insurance or uh, leveraging up life insurance or other things like that that are investment tools that we use them for as well. So absolutely right. So it's always good, like you and I say, to have a conversation. It's free. And, uh, you know, we'll sit down with the borrower, with their family, with their financial advisors, if need be, to try to work through some of these things to see if it makes sense. Well, that's super important. How can people reach you, Lauren Levy? The best way, easiest way is to call 303-880-8881. Again, that's Lauren Levy. He is an expert in uh, everything regarding mortgages, 303-880-8881. Lauren, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thank you, Kim. Okay. And another sponsor who I dearly love is the Roger Mangan Safe Farm Insurance Team, and they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Very important. So contact the Roger Mangan Team at 303-795-8855 for a uh, complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan Team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight? First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. 
For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, before we get to Trent Loose, I wanted to mention a new sponsor, and that is the Boson Law Firm. It's a local law firm that is dedicated to helping injured individuals in Denver and the surrounding areas fight for the justice they deserve. Boson Law focuses on personalized representation, tailored to your unique situation with one-on-one attention and counsel and consistent communication, which is really important. Boson Law personal injury lawyers have extensive trial experience and have successfully represented clients against the interests of powerful corporations, manufacturers, insurance companies, and government agencies. Contact Boson Law at 303-999-9999 for a complimentary appointment. And again, that number is 303-999-999. Nine 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 nine. It is Wednesday, so it is a Trent Loose Wednesday. You know him. He is a sixth generation uh, farmer and rancher, uh, focusing on rural America and what rural America provides, which would be our food and our energy and power. Uh, so, Trent Loose, welcome to the show. Hi, Kim. It's great to be with you again. I can't believe it's Wednesday already. I know time is uh, going very quickly. So, what was your week like? What, uh, where were you this last week, you world traveler? Well, I just got home this morning at uh, about one o'clock from Iowa. We had a Free Soil Coalition meeting Monday night. It would be the first official meeting for the Free Soil Coalition, and you can watch that. It's a three-hour event. It was from six p.m. to nine p.m. People did not leave. They stayed there. We talked about the challenge in property rights. We talked about the ridiculousness of burying CO2. And uh, it was in Charles City, Iowa. Fantastic meeting, Kim. And the momentum has so shifted. The policymakers are not feeling what the grassroots America is actually doing. And this is not just about uh, – I'm more inspired and, and fired up about this than ever before because it's not just about fighting a CO2 pipeline. This is about where the power of, of the, the will of the political machine, I'm going to call it, is trying to go about doing something without listening to the very people who have the power in this country, and that's the constituents. And when we actually shut this down, because it's dangerous, it's dangerous to the future of the human race, it's dangerous to the future of the healthy planet, 
it is going to give the power back to the people in so many things where it has eroded. And, and that's why I'm pretty excited about where this movement is at right now. So it's focused, um, well, first regarding the CO2 pipeline. I mean, this is crazy. CO2 is plant food. And so we want, so if we want to feed people, why would we bury plant food, right? And is that too simplistic? Nope, that's spot on. That, that's the real question. Fifth grade science. Yes. And, uh, but yet policymakers are, and, and I guess the other thing, probably component on property rights is we are seeing that, uh, that policymakers are wanting to use eminent domain. So taking people's property for this CO2 pipeline. So that's where it's really coming up against property rights, uh, front and center, correct? That's correct. And the other part of it is, and I don't want to leave this out, is that we, we continue to have chaos in taking care of land, and we have unpredictable climate in terms of uh, weather. I mean, weather's been the unpredictable barometer forever. And then you have government policies that make it tough for anybody to even hire somebody to work on a farm. You have the challenges in the increase of inputs. And you and I last fall talked about how much fertilizer was costing, all these other things. By the way, what are we still talking about? Plant food. We were talking about the risk or the increase in cost of plant food last fall through synthetic fertilizers, which, by the way, are made from methane. And now we're talking about natural fertilizers like CO2, methane, and nitrous oxide. But what happens is, and I'm going to tie it in with the eminent domain, is that the landowners are struggling to, to make the mortgage payment, to make the tax payment, and then at the end of the day have something left to, to live on. So they come along and somebody comes along and dangles a carrot about, hey, if you give us an easement to your land, we're going to pay you for an easement so that we can have a pipeline. problem is they're going to take control of your land for perpetuity. That's like forever. That's like perpetuity never ends. And so now what you have happening is you have people who are voluntarily signing this document saying, okay, I'm going to continue to pay the mortgage. I'm going to continue to pay the taxes. But now you're going to tell me what I'm going to do with my land. And, and there's no guarantee that who you sign the conservation easement with will always own it. They could sell that to China. There's no law saying they can't. They could sell it to anybody. They could sell it to Russia. They could sell it to Kim Munson. There's no law saying Kim can't control all of this land. And so you have that faction and then the neighbor who's saying, I don't care what the money is. We're going to stand here on our 150-year-old farm, and we're going to maintain this and manage it like we should. And so you have that conflict, which they understand that they create a division within the community. It contributes to the overall problem. And now, since you and I talked last Wednesday, in my home state of Nebraska, I had landowners start calling me Saturday saying that in Nebraska, they are receiving eminent domain papers saying the same thing is going to happen. And, and it all comes back to the constitutional clause about eminent domain can be implemented if there is a public use. CO2 is not a public use. It is a right. few companies monopolizing a commodity, and that's dangerous to our future. 
So the the chaos I could see, I, I see the scenario. So, okay, Farmer A, again, and what you mentioned is uh, taxes. Of course, they have their mortgage. And one of the things with the World Economic Forum, when uh, they had said by 2030 you'll own nothing and be happy about it, when I, when I first saw that a few years ago, I'm like, how are they going to do that? But what I see here in Colorado, uh, particularly with the increase in the assessed valuation of uh, residential property, is unless we have the the taxing entities reduce their mill levies, people are going to be facing 30, 40, 50% increase in their property taxes. It's like, aha, what they will do is we will tax people out of their properties. And so you have Farmer A, who through however their their uh, farm is structured, uh, mortgage, taxes, and my gosh, there could be some relief by, as you said, getting money for this easement. But then Farmer B says, nope, and they've managed their, they're in a different situation. They said, no, we're not going to. Uh, to do that. We don't want to. We want to make the free choice not to. But obviously, a pipeline's going to need all that land. So it's the typical socialist carrot and the stick. And the carrot is, oh, we'll pay you. But, oh, if you don't want to take the money, then we will use the stick of eminent domain to take your land. Again, am I getting? Am I setting this up correctly? Yeah, you're, you're spot on. I just wanted to illustrate what you said perfectly. And that is that Farmer A is dependent upon Farmer B being a part of the system or Farmer A doesn't get the payment completed. So it right. pits so, one against another, which is the overall plan. Which that is exactly, when we look at the different words of uh, the, the vision of America, all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and the Constitution, this was put in place to have a society of order. Uh, and so what is the opposite of order is chaos. And we see the radical activists, and many times we see those kind of with the uniparty uni moving over to there, promoting chaos instead of unity and, and order. And um, I was talking with someone this Last week, and I mentioned this earlier in the week, uh, and it was IT support on um, some stuff that I needed regarding my websites. And I was telling her what I did with both Kim Munson Show and America's Veterans Stories. And she said, I used to not pay attention to politics. And she said, I'm paying attention now. It's like, what's happened to my country? She said, I just want my life back. And so people are awakening to this, but it, it, it's... It's taken some time to get to this point, but people want order. They don't want chaos, but there are those that are continuing to push chaos. Um, and we're in a world of hurt right now, Trent. This is exactly how the Bolshevik Revolution took place, and, and Stalin ushered in a degree of comfort by caving to the state providing everything. And so you create enough chaos that people just want normal back. And they're willing to sacrifice liberty, and in some cases life, for normal, a perceived normal, which doesn't exist. And this was my message in the close at the Charles City Free Cell Coalition meeting Monday evening. It was, I sense that everybody wants these things to get back to normal, and they want to elect the right person to make that happen. Our founding fathers said, we've given you a representative republic, it's up to you to keep it. No elected official is going to bring about normal. No elected official is going to bring about your rights to be preserved. You have to do it yourself and engage in the process. 
Right. And I have I'm really in this battle of the narrative. I am no longer referring to them as elected officials. They are elected representatives. And I'm using that because it needs to remind them that they are representatives of the people. And it needs to remind me that they're supposed to be representing the people as well. All within the context, though, uh, Trent, and, and this is a really important point to make, all within the context, context of the vision of the Declaration and also the Constitution. And so it's not just what the community wants. If the community wants to say that <clears throat> all, all red-haired people have to pay more in taxes than all black-haired people or blonde-haired people, well, that is uh, antithetical to the Constitution that we're all created equal. So even if a local government wants to wants to do that, they can't because that is against the American idea. Your comment on that, and then we'll uh, we'll um, take a little break. Well, my comment on that is that that's going to lead us into the light bulbs coming on, or not, because there was something new went into effect yesterday, August one. Do you know what that was? It's all about your safety and protecting the climate. That's where we'll pick it up when we come back. Oh, wait, this is your show. I'm about to close out your hour. <laughs> um, that is Trent Luce. Uh, yes, he, he's right. It's it's time to do that. And uh, uh, the show comes to you because of really great sponsors. One of those is Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. And uh, very pleased to have them as a sponsor. And again, my friends, if you need uh, the goods or services of uh, things that my sponsors provide, giving them your business, you're working with excellent people, and you're also supporting the show. And again, so pleased to have Johnny Stubbs Heating Air Conditioning Services as a sponsor. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubbs Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubbs Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Trent Luce. He is a sixth-generation farmer and rancher. Uh, from Nebraska and just focused on shedding light on uh, the things that rural America provide for uh, the people of America, the people of uh, the world, and that is food and energy. These are foundational things so that humans can thrive and flourish. And these things are under attack. Uh, but Trent Luce, you kept this uh, or gave this as a cliffhanger. August 1st, something happened. What happened yesterday? They are no longer allowed to sell incandescent bulbs 
for like oh, for lighting see. up your house. I did see that. Now, it's not I... a ban on you using them, but there's a great moral in this whole story, and that is that we've had we've been you and I and people I work with. We've been telling people there's going to be a disruption to the things that you need. You need to prepare and plan and be ready for that. And the, the reason that you can no longer use incandescent bulbs is because it somehow contributes. Oh, they're, they're not efficient enough. We're going to mandate that you have more efficient bulbs because the climate is in a, a serious boil. And we have got to control what is taking place with these temperatures and I saw this week, and, and this should be a cause for everybody to say, hey, what am I going to do? This wasn't some crackpot trying to come up with some conspiracy theory sitting in his mother's basement. This is the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association who said, I can now see where this Biden administration could have another pandemic similar to what we had with COVID, and I said pandemic on purpose, and they will turn off the power grid because it is contributing to the demise of our planet. What will you do if they turn off the power grid? And that's not some far-out thing because I have a friend in Minnesota who sent me a note this week. Their feed elevator that manufactures feed, last Wednesday sent out a note that said, I got the text, once again, due to lack of available electricity, we will be shutting down our, our feed mill at 2.30 today. Intermittent power is coming. Are you ready? Okay, Trent, this whole thing for me started with the light bulb. And uh, it was back in 2007. And when I saw this, and so I'm looking at this, this is from EPA.gov. It said... um, It was passed by Congress and signed by President George W. Bush in 2007 and is implemented by the U.S. Department of Energy. It includes many provisions that do not pertain to lighting, but some of these provisions call for higher gas mileage in automobiles, transportation, electrification, increased reliance on biofuels, and... uh, Um, continuing on and regarding light bulbs. But it was at that particular point in time, I, in my gut, I thought something's not right. When we have government that is starting to regulate my light, the light bulbs, and I had light bulb fights with people on this, that I should have the freedom to choose the light bulb that I want and now play that out. So 20, that was in 2007. When I say they've been playing long ball and Republicans have been helping on it, instead of standing and saying, wait a minute, this is not the proper role of government. Um, now we see this played out to where we are in 2023 America. Uh, but it, it began with the light bulb. And a light bulb should, uh, should be going off for, regarding our freedom and our liberty and the risk of those uh, Trent Loose. So you, you have no idea. It's like we strategize and get together and say, Kim, you're going to talk about this, not lead me into that. That doesn't happen, folks. We just, <laughs> she even tried, she quit telling me what we're going to talk about because she knows I'm just going to do what I want to do. True. <laughs> you're absolutely right on the light bulb. And that started in 2007 with a guy named George W. Bush. What we were talking about a moment ago, leading to the easements on the CO2 pipeline, that started under a guy named George W. Bush in 2008 with the 45Q tax credits, which led to December 2020, the Use It Act, sponsored by four Republicans and championed by a guy named Donald Trump, 
to put $50 of per metric ton of CO2 that goes through these pipelines and is buried in the ground. Everybody wants to give Biden the, the blame, which Biden administration, through the Inf- uh, Inflation Inflation Reduction Act, moved the payments from $50 a ton to $85 a ton, which made it a like going to Vegas and winning the lottery. So that pushes everybody there. So many of these things. And I, I'm so disappointed in myself, Kim, because – I thought it was a great day when George W. Bush became president. And now we see so many. Let's talk about the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act leads to all of these encroachments on our property and our liberty and our artificial intelligence and control and monitoring us. That all came about during eight years of George W. Bush. I thought he was a fantastic president, and I thought history is going to show how good he was. In fact, history is showing how he set the tone for so many of these erosions of our liberties. And I share that because we get caught up in the narrative of the day without stepping back to say, what's really going on here? Like you did in 2007 with the light bulb. Well, and so mentioning that, I, I like you, totally had supported uh, George W. Bush. In fact, you know, as people, we were getting together and talking, I I was still kind of going through my, my angry period. I was still learning, trying to figure out what was going on, and I was angry about it. But when the Patriot Act was passed, I, I looked at it and I like, I'm like, hmm, boy, this this doesn't seem like it's a good idea. But of course, it was sold to us so that we would keep Americans safe. Well, guess what? The next thing I know is the last time I flew, I got patted down. And when was the last time that you had, uh, you know, a middle-aged woman, uh, you know, be a security risk on an airplane? I mean, come on. And so here, uh, giving up our, our freedom. And But I'm like, oh, okay, if it's to keep us safe, well, you know, we, we see this played out. And so that's why, you know, now we do the show is to try to really shed light on, on what is happening. So I am going to take you over to one of the things that I suggested that we talk about. And this was a headline that I saw, and there, I pulled it from two different places. One was from Tex Ags, and also then also from the Epic Times, that the uh, ATF uh, has a zero tolerance policy and is forcing nearly 2,000 gun vendors to close. Now, think about this: these gun vendors are selling uh, firearms, self-defense uh, uh, tools that people can use to defend themselves and their their families against this higher and higher crime. And we know there's bad actors coming across the the border. And so the government is, uh, the administration, government, they're they're letting that happen. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, they're trying to uh, take away the right for everyday law-abiding citizens and the opportunity, I would say, to purchase firearms for their own self-defense. This, again, connecting the dots, this is pretty scary, Trent. Since January of 2021, the ATF has increased firearm license revoking by 500%. That's the number you gave it, 2,000. And I, I, this first crossed my awareness two weeks ago when they revoked Morehouse Enterprises, who was involved in a lawsuit to say that the, the ATF had overstepped its bounds, which they won the lawsuit with the gun owners of America, and then they were targeted. So they went in and they found five infractions that were very similar to an I being not dotted, a T not being crossed. 
they revoked their license. An increase of 500% in licenses being revoked since January 2021. You don't need to be much of a Sherlock Holmes to figure out what's going on here. Right. And uh, so, again, when people say, I want my life back, uh, mm-hmm. I yes, people do want our life back, but uh, we're we're actually we need to engage in this battle of ideas that is occurring right now, uh, and um, this has been as this is a quote has been attributed to Stalin. He said that ideas are more powerful than guns. We wouldn't let our enemies have guns, so why would we let them have ideas? So first thing, I mean, take you know taking away the the right for people to protect themselves about, against bad actors. Regarding our Second Amendment, the next thing is, is they will try to take away our ideas. I know that seems super strong, but we're seeing it with with all this censorship that's going on, Trent. You want to make that just a tick more confusing? Who did we, we being the U.K. and the United States, partner with to take down Hitler and Germany? Stalin. Joseph Stalin. Yeah. I will forever see that image, that picture of Stalin, Roosevelt, and uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt. Churchill. And, and, and Churchill. Churchill sitting on that bench just like they're having a great day in the park. And I'm thinking, this is a guy. Stalin is responsible for the death of up to 60 million human beings. And here we are sitting enjoying our company together. It's so well, telling about what was taking place and where we're at today. Well, this, this, the narrative, though, is is that that alliance needed to be uh, made in order to take out a, a bad guy in the, uh, with Hitler. So what would you say to that? Yeah, we, it's a no different than what's happening today. We're partnering with Zelensky, who's killing his own people, and we continue to send him ammunition to kill his own people. We're, we're participating in some bloodline war that I can't even fathom in my own mind that goes back to before the Romans. But we are compliant, and we send people over there and have them set through a Ukraine movie and come out thinking that Russia's the bad guy, when, in fact, I can see every single turn, everybody's poking Russia. Russia's the bear. We're going to poke the bear so that Russia will react and then we'll blame Russia for everything that's happening when, in fact, the stable government in the world right now, in my mind, is Russia. Tell that to your elected representative, and they'll tell you, you're a complete whack job, Trent. You've lost your mind. But that clearly is what the data says. Huh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> now, I, I have thought that Ukraine, first of all, by the Biden administration, there seems to be no effort to try to get to some kind of a peace negotiation. B, I find it very disconcerting that we are sending uh, arms and ammunition that we, we would need to protect ourselves so that the Ukraine can, quote unquote, uh, protect their border and then all of the money that is going to Ukraine, I, I am very concerned that Ukraine is a big laundromat for money that will then be coming back to elections supporting radical activists, uh, Democrats. So I, I hadn't, I'm not sure I'd gotten to the point where I thought that Russia was the most stable government or any of that, but I have been concerned about what the United States role is regarding the whole Ukraine. Uh, your comment on that, and then we'll go to break. I think it was in the 40s, a guy named Edgar Cayce said, the salvation of the world resides in Russia. 
I believe he was right. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll continue the conversation. I'm talking with Trent Luce. Uh, and uh, before we do that, I did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, and I so honor, uh, and particularly through all these stories that I've done through America's Veterans Stories, everyday people that when duty called, they stepped forward. And that is why we need to know these stories and honor them. A great way to do that is by making a contribution to the USMC Memorial Foundation uh, as they are raising the money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. And uh, you can go to USMCMemorialFoundation.org to make a contribution. And another great sponsor of the show is Karen Levine. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. You want to be proactive about protecting your home and family in light of high crime and uncertain times. You need to go to Franktown Firearms. As a family-owned and family-friendly gun store and range, Franktown Firearms invites you to train and learn together. They want you and your family to be safe and confident in using the firearms you purchase. And while most ranges will teach you to shoot down a straight line, Franktown offers a more tactical approach where you're walking, ducking, drawing in more realistic scenarios and always with safety as a top priority. Training your family to defend themselves is an important process. You need a patient and experienced trainer to work with. Franktown Firearms offers group classes, one-on-one training, and special shooting events like Tactical Fun Night to improve your skill and have fun while you're at it. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown and schedule your family's training today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. On the line with me, it's a Trent Luce uh, Wednesday. It's Trent Luce, sixth generation farmer and rancher. We've got some callers. Mark in Black Forest, uh, welcome. What's on your radar? Morning, Kim. Um, I have a comment for Trent, but then I kind of wanted to comment back on uh, the uh, open uh, primaries. Um, yeah, Trent, he's right on the money. Um, 
with with Russia. Um, we're the ones, the collective West is the ones that um, provoked Russia into this, and then we escalated. Um, yeah, um, he's he's exactly right there. Um, I hate to say it, but I think the West are the bad guys and the Russians are the good guys over there in Ukraine. Uh, I wish we had Putin, actually. He's a better leader than uh, Biden. Um, he's defending their country, and it's something we don't do here. Um, but as far as the open primaries, the key element was um, that the Republican Party, excuse me, and the, and the Democrat Party as well, they are private entities. And as such, um, the state should have no jurisdiction over who they elect um, to be their representative. Um, he's, you know, it was, it was a, the gentleman um, is exactly right on the money. I've, I've been a precinct leader, um, assembly, went to the assembly um, rep for the state, county, um, congressional district. I've seen this up front. You know, I've seen this fight between the um, the, the rhinos and, and the grassroots, and it seems to me that um, it's the rhinos that petition onto the ballot. Uh, they bypass the the process, the assembly process, which is where the vetting occurs, which is wrong, um, and we we end up losing um, these elections at at the primary stage. But I think the key is um, that the the parties are private entities, and um, we need to go further in, in getting government out of the primary process altogether. And we can, the Republican Party or the Democrat Party could put forth their candidate to the general election uh, where where the government would uh, take over and conduct the election. Okay. Ex- a very important point uh, on that, Mark, in Black Forest. And, uh, gosh, I just have to comment this, these, um, <laughs> these comments about Russia and Ukraine. They are super interesting. Uh, I do remember a photo that I saw back when Obama was uh, president, and they had these these two pictures. They had Putin and Obama, and they had Putin, and he uh, was riding a horse shirtless, you know, in great shape. And uh, the the meme said, their guy. And then they had Obama on a bicycle with a helmet, and they said, our guy. And I thought that was just very telling. Uh, we've got other callers. Trent, did you want to comment on what uh, Mark had to say? Mark and Black Forest, thank you. I, I just have a, a brief thing, but maybe we should get to the callers first. But I do want to get this in. Okay, and uh, so let's uh, go ahead and get that in, Trent, and then we'll get to the, our next okay. caller. So you, you mentioned Obama, and that was a great segue because it was during the Obama administration that the existing government of the Ukraine was overthrown and Zelensky came into power. There was somebody involved in that named Victoria Newland. In 1997, a guy named Robert Kagan wrote a book and created a think tank in Washington called The Project for a New American Century. And he said that we need some incident to bring unity to the United States similar to Pearl Harbor. His original 25 founding members who signed that were George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, and Paul Wolfowitz. Immediately after that, we had 9-11, which led to the Patriot Act and everything that we're talking about today. And Robert Kagan's wife is Victoria Newland 
who is currently Secretary of State, who is a Kazarian Jew, who is funneling all of this money into Zelensky, a system that she created herself during the Obama administration. Oh my gosh, that's a big dot that's connected there. So, hey, I, I think somebody was trying to uh, call the studio line. I want to give that uh, 303-477-5600. And again, that's John. It's 303-477-5600. We'd like to hear from you. We have Scott in Colorado Springs on the line. Scott, what's on your radar? Um, I wanted to comment on the Ukraine and Russia thing. Uh, for a few weeks, I've been thinking about this, and I with thinking that we should just stop funding Ukraine. And in my opinion, that money just gets funneled back to the Biden crime family. But then just let Russia have Ukraine. Because that's something that uh, Biden and a lot of the other world elites don't want. Okay, Trent, you want to bite that off? I'm not an expert in this arena. Thank you, Scott. I'll, I'll bite that off because I've spent a lot of time on this. Putin does not want the Ukraine back. What Putin is doing is protecting the Russians that were still in one part of the Ukraine. It comes back to this thing I don't understand, the bloodlines. And there are some Russians that are still part of the Ukraine, and that's who Zelensky's killing, and that's who Putin's protecting. It's that simple. Okay. Okay. Scott in Colorado Springs, um, thank you so much for that as well. Uh, gosh, we've got a lot. <laughs> a lot's coming in on the text line as well. And I guess uh, we've only have about four minutes left, but I did want to ask you this as well. And this is changing subjects totally, but uh, this is the mRNA um, vaccine in our food source. And uh, the Epic Times uh, ran a story regarding Dr. McCullough, who I respect both of them very much, that said that we are getting that mRNA um, technology or whatever vaccines is getting into our food source. And that puts the fear of God in me and everybody else. And again, these are respected sources. Uh, so what would you say to that, Trent? It's not happening today. Nobody in the beef business is using an mRNA vaccine. There's not one available on the marketplace. There's one of similar type that was made in 2015 in the pig business. It's not used on all pigs. It's used sporadically when it's needed for uh, a PED situation. This contributes to Peter McCall. I'm like you. I always had respect for his thoughts and the information and how science-based he was. But at this point, he's contributing to food fear instead of the facts of what's really taking place. Wow. Uh, and, guys, the continued assault upon our food sources. People are going to starve if we continue down this road. But uh, let's get over to Ann in Denver. A- action Ann, what's on your radar? Well, this is another action. Um, we need to contact our county Republican officers because they made uh, a, a, a claim to, to make their duty to elect Republicans, right? And the open primary only serves to get Democrats elected because before this, we stopped the communist agenda because um, that is what the Democrats represent um, before um, the uh, open primary was um, initiated. So because 134 percent more uh, Democrats are elected um, than the Republicans um, and, and we're losing all these elections, they have a duty to close the primaries 
because they said they wanted to elect Republicans. An open primary um, does the exact opposite. Okay. okay. So, so Anne, thank you. Um, and again, the quick action, I've got Jack and Julesburg, and I'd like to get to him as well. So your, your call to action. Hello. Okay. Okay. I guess I lost her. Jack and Julesburg, we've got a minute. What's on your radar? Okay. Hey, uh, Trent, you're 100% on the money. Zelensky is Jewish, but I saw a Jewish lady say that she had all her grandparents, parents, aunts, and uncles rounded up and taken out into the forest and buried alive by Zelensky's troops. So I think you're right on the money there, Trent. Wow. Okay, Jack and Julesburg. Uh, again, Trent, this is not anywhere I thought this discussion was going to go. We've got 30 seconds left. How do you want to wrap it up? The founding fathers said that we are going to give you a representative republic. It's up to you to keep it. We cannot sit back and think any one political party or any one elected official, elected representative is going to fix it. We have to fix it. Power to the people. Okay, and to that, uh, again, Trent Lewis, sixth-generation farmer and rancher, thank you so much. You'll be on again next Wednesday, and who knows what we'll talk about, Trent, but it will always be fascinating, so thank you. And a quote for the end of the show is from Mark Twain. It says, patriotism is supporting your country all of the time and your government when it deserves it. So, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Through the mountains climbing, twisting, turning further from my home. Young, like a new moon rising, fierce through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry, but tell them if I don't survive. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.